I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. <laughs> Amazing. That was... All right. That's perfect. Amazing. Hello, everyone. Hello, Fairlith. Hello, Anwar. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Discast this week. It's yes. special because we have friends. And, and it, I mean, I haven't seen anyone except Anwar and my spouse for two years. So this is great. <laughs> so, yes. So today is going to be a very, very, very special and exciting episode. I'm super stoked for it. Uh, so we actually have guests for the first time on the show because we are, of course, discussing the infamous film Song of the South. And Fairlith and I uh, thought it would be prudent to have a couple of our a couple of our black friends come on and actually talk about this movie because neither myself nor Fairlith, Fairlith really have any say in the matter. I, I literally don't have much to say about this movie except like Jesus. Like, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, why don't y'all uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves, our our wonderful guests. We'll start with you, Allie, because you're there on my left. Hello, on the everybody. Screen. Uh, my name is Allie. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm really excited to be here. I <laughs> also really like Disney, so it's it's fun to get a little blast from the past, something that, uh, you know, maybe you don't hear about as often anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, who's mm-hmm. your favorite Disney character? Ooh, Princess Tiana. Nice, nice. And Mother Gothel from Tangled. Well, oh, okay. That's Favorite villain, then. something to unpack. <laughs> All right. Is it, is it because of Donna Murphy or, like, because of underlying issues, like myself? <laughs> you know what? I really like her sass, and I know that that's kind of bad because she's, you know, very, very abusive. A, a major gaslighter? <laughs> a huge gaslighter. She's a terrible person, but, like... I don't know. Also, like, I just, yeah, Donna Murphy's voice is perfect for it. And that's very, very true. There's always something about her. Like, and like Hades, it's the whole, like, I'm a terrible person, but I've got this Cracker Jack personality thing going on. Yep, yep, yep. yep. (laughs) I've got trauma, but it makes me funny. I got (laughs) you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. And then next there, we've got. Hi, I'm Keenan, also known as Carmela Barr. I use he, him, they, them pronouns out of drag and in drag. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And I, too, am very excited and honored to be a part of this because, as you can see, I am a Disney fan. I live yes. for Disney. No um, one can for see those- it. I was just going to say, for those of you that have no clue what just happened, uh, <laughs> I lifted up my amazing Disney hat that I got from Disneyland when I went there when I was like 11 or something, and it's prominently displayed in my house because, you know, so cute. have to represent. I display my mouse ears, too. Who's your favorite Disney character? Um, definitely Moana and Tiana. Yes. Um, I mm-hmm. love me some... Some melanated goddesses, um, and yes, I also really appreciate um, what's her face? Oh my gosh, Ariel! Um, I just <laughs> yeah. really appreciate <laughs> anything. Race. Well, it's just like there's a lot going on. Um, I gotcha. But yeah, I appreciate Ariel too, just because living underwater would be my all-time like ideal dream life. But 
without the abusive dad. But yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, without the overprotective father. Yes. Yeah, super get that. Uh, amazing. Okay, so uh, yes. Uh, right. so Let's what, jump into the... Disney news. Yeah, and, we're just um, gonna knock this out real quick. Yeah, but you, when you two have comments and like, just jump in. We just talk over each other all the time. This is about like that's very true. Uh, it's like Katamari um, Damacy, the game. We just like we start with a little ball of excitement and then we push it, and by the end of the podcast, we're just like the whole time. So just like jump right in. Very very true. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, go Anwar. All right, so a uh, major piece of news that I have is that Disney World is officially changing their mask requirements for guests. Yay! Uh, so, yes, I believe that uh, Disney World is no longer requiring you to wear masks in the park. Um, in outdoor spaces. Tri- in outdoor spaces. Yes. Here's the thing, though. Apparently, this announcement came very, very sudden to the cast members. So I think some of the cast members are still kind of struggling with it. Uh, because I think uh, to, to so many of them, they're like, oh, no, we still need to have masks and, and physical distancing and all that. So, you know, going to the park, be kind to the cast members. And I mean, that's just a general rule. Just yeah. be kind to the cast members because they're the ones that are there to make you ha- to help you have a good time. And so it is our job as park goers just to be nice to them. Yeah. If you feel the need to say any variation of the phrase, you're ruining my vacation, don't do that. Why don't are you there? Just Karen Why are you and go there? back home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and then uh, I think the only other really big piece of news, because we're again we're like we said we're trying to keep this really really short in terms of uh, Disney news and whatnot, uh, is just that there was a little update uh, for the Disney Wish. Uh, there was like a little virtual deck party that they released. I'm gonna I'll link uh, the YouTube the full it's like seven or eight minutes uh, video in the show notes. Um, do you have any quick, uh, quick, quick thoughts, Fairleth? Well, I, I learned a fun fact this week, everyone. Ooh. I learned a fun fact um, because, uh, oh, Qu- <gasps> I'm going to tell the fun fact Quincy once joined. we introduce Quincy. Hello, Quincy. Okay, we're just going to finish Disney news. Um, but first, uh, since Quincy's here now, Quincy, will you introduce yourself? Tell us your pronouns. And then I need to know your favorite Disney character. Go. All right. Uh, so my name's Quincy. I live in Vancouver. Um I go by he, she, they, them. My favorite Disney character, does Shrek count? No, the donkey. No, no. no. Shrek, is, Shrek is not Disney. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Shrek is daddy, though. <laughs> I have questions, but this is not a DreamWorks podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh God. Okay. Put a pin in that. <laughs> Hit us with another one, Quincy. Let's see. Um. No, I'm not put on the spot. I didn't think about this. Oh, sorry. Uh, does, Wanda, does Wanda count? Yes. Okay. I mean, loosely, sure. Let's include it. Yeah, why the, the hell not? Wanda the Maximoff. The Wanda that exists now is oh. a Disney character for sure. I, yeah, oh my God, she I is under the umbrella. She's uh, emotionally very involved and, you know, she's a badass bitch. Yeah. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Got a magic crown. Okay, that my fucking fact. Finale. I can say okay, my fact. fact now, and I've le- I built it up so much, and it's um really dorky and not very exciting. I want to unbuild it a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, Disneyland. I, I it turns out I found out that Disneyland queues were designed to make up for um 
your eyes adjusting. So everyone who's gone back since the pandemic ended thought they turned down all the lights in the rides, but it turns out that no, they actually just planned it so that you would be in the queue long enough in dark rides for your eyes to adjust to the dark and huh. uh, no one can see what they're looking at in Pirates of the Caribbean anymore. Because the That's lines wild. are so spaced out. Yeah, I just thought that was fascinating to learn that they thought about it because now people, mm -hmm. uh, the lines are so spaced out and they move through so quickly. Um, that uh, yeah, it's all it's all messed up. I just thought it was cool, cool little thing. That is wild. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah, I that's love my that. Disney news. <laughs> I, love I love learning that kind of stuff though. It's super cool. Disney does not yeah, yeah, play. <laughs> Disneyland, Disneyland is wild. Like the 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 stuff that they think up and the stuff that they that they just design with purpose is oh insane. for sure. They, it makes sense, yeah. like logical sense too, which is wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh Keaton, you had a you had a fact. Okay. So, so now that I'm thinking about it, it's technically Marvel, but like it's on Disney Let's Plus. Sure. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I I believe Black Panther two is in the middle of like being like casted and everything. Production. In production, yeah. thank you. But unfortunately, as we know, Chadwick Boseman left us not too long ago. Uh -huh. And so the now the debate is like who's going to take on that role is it going to be one mm -hmm. of the oh um like the the royal guards i can't remember their name the uh uh the uh the doja the thank you the dojas or yeah. like is are they going to get a new person and things like that um so i think that's a very interesting thing but i do know that they're tossing around the idea of like many different things and i know personally i would love to see one of those beautiful strong doja ladies embody that necklace just because i think mm -hmm. the bgm in the first movie black girl magic was amazing and i mm -hmm. think seeing, seeing that in fuck. a full-on full feature film would be amazing but yeah. that's just yeah. a me thing <laughs> but yeah i mean well i like 100 percent. but i think however is that they have already confirmed that i think oh. shuri is gonna take the mantle of black mm -hmm. oh so it's oh my gosh okay great i didn't know yeah that. Is, so I may be misremembering, but did they unconfirm that because didn't she make some comments that were bad? Oh no. She she was a little anti-vaxxy oh. in some of the comments and then like she tried to come back be like I think it should be I think I should know about what I'm putting in my body and everyone's like yeah, but the way that you're saying this is making it seem really really bad. Very suspicious. Um but Very I think yeah. So to my knowledge right now, I mean, I haven't really super looked into it because once I heard that they were that Shuri was was going to be the next yeah. Black Panther, I was like, well, done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I love the idea. But, um, uh, but yeah, but I don't know all of the details. But currently, I think they are looking in that direction because like canonically within the comments or comments, comics, comics uh, Shuri does take the mantle of Black Panther. Oh. And so... Yeah, so like it is a thing in the comics, and so it 100% makes sense for them to be like, yeah, Shuri's gonna take over Black Panther after, uh, after uh, T'Challa. So, so yeah, so yeah, I think Black Panther two is gonna be full on Black Girl Magic, and I'm 100%. Mm -hmm. I love that. I support that even more. Woo! You can't see yes. me, but I was I was nodding energetically with really big eyes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the support in the podcast is real. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. So. All right. So, speaking of uh, black magic, black people <laughs> magic, uh, let's get on to the topic at hand. So, here we are Song of the South. The movie All Jason right, Spurb, cultural historian, described as one of Hollywood's most resiliently offensive racist texts. 
<laughs> Here we are. Woo! There we are. All right. So can we do a collective uh, deep breath in and just yes, just a big like and boosie. Okay. Um, all right. So basically, all I want to give is the context for kind of what the story is about, and um, then I want to uh, listen and learn. Uh, but basically, seven-year-old little Johnny is excited about what he believes to be a vacation at his grandmother's Georgia plantation with his parents, Sally and John Sr. Uh, when they arrive at the plantation, he discovers that his parents will be living apart temporarily and he will live at the plantation with his mother and grandmother while his father returns to Atlanta. And uh, he's sad. He runs away and uh, he doesn't get very far before he meets Uncle Remus, mm-hmm. who uh, tells him a lot of that, that name, <laughs> uh, who tells him a lot of stories about uh, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear, characters that already ex- existed in African uh, American folklore but have been written by white people in this movie. And, uh, yep, that's that's about it. Lots of things happen uh, to Johnny during the movie, and uh, Uncle Remus also always has the perfect story to tell him to fix it. Mm-hmm. And at the end, uh, little Johnny's almost dying, but then Uncle Remus tells him a story and heals him. Uh because he gets run over by a bull. Because yeah. He just had to <laughs> get to like, Uncle Remus before he left. Just had but to. also, it came so out. It came out of just left field so it's suddenly. Like, it's oh like, oh god, we gotta wrap this what? thing up. <laughs> yeah, like, I, and, I, like, I don't need to laugh because kids being hit by balls is not funny. Yeah. But it just was it, so. so he woke up. He was just like, "Oh, daddy, you're here!" And all all he'd done was tell him a story about Prayer Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his deep, deep um, voice, and that's all I really yes. have to say. How'd yep. how'd y'all like the movie? Yeah. All right. Actually, Uncle Ramus is a necromancer and res- resurrected this kid. There you go. Oh. That's the secret. <laughs> I believe it. I support I that. believe I support it. <laughs> um, I definitely went into this movie very, like, because all I had known about this film was that it was, I called it the racist Disney film. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I'd only known what I'd heard from reading things on the internet. And I went in super defensive. I was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Not for the side. Ditto. Of this, but for, you know. I was like, okay, what you gonna do? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really scared. And um, right off the bat, I was like, oh, look at her. Like, look, look at them so happy to be going to this plantation. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it, it had this, it has this weird Disneyfied feeling all through, like right from the start where they're like, ooh, going to the plantation. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna visit grandma. And like their beautiful housemaids, like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, and whatever the, we... oh, sorry. Um, but like Aunt Tempe, I think, yeah, Tempe and how she has Mm -hmm. that like smile on her face the whole time. I'm like, girl, you and I both know you're not that damn happy (laughs) to be with these white people going to that location. (laughs) But like, it was just that like Stepford wifey kind of like, this is great. This is awesome. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. And then there was something about like how they were smash cutting the 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 dialogue and like who was in frame like in my mind when the dad was talking and reacting to tempe it looked like they weren't in the same like they weren't acting in front of each other and i don't know if that was Mm -hmm. because of like just time in hollywood like they just need to do what they got to do or if it was like a the white actor refused to work with the black actor, and that's immediately what my mind went to, because I'm just like, either it's a movie magic sort of situation, or it was like, 
I don't want to actually share the scene, but like that's just me uh, projecting. Yeah. But it was definitely a weird place I went to right away. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Quincy? Well, number one is I hate singing songs, like the m- m- movies, musicals. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all can murder my ass. But anyways, but Zippity I... do Yeah. <laughs> I... Mm, when I got to the end, I was like, I want that white boy to get killed. Mm. No, like, no, not like a sense, like in a malicious way, but I was like, he's white. Just, just get murder him off. Just kill him. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but I was like, just kill him. Get him. Get him, bull. Uh, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But it was interesting. I, I mean, I just kind of went into it and I was just kind of like, I let, let, let's, let's, let's do this. Um, it was interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't really know what to say. It was just kind of like, I had a lot of question marks and then I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I, I think my favorite part of the whole movie was just hearing the animals laugh. Mm-hmm. I thought the way, and it's funny when I was seeing these characters speak, I pictured like a studio, like looking into a studio and watching these like POCs talking into a microphone and doing these voice acting. And I was like, oh, okay. I felt like I, I had like a, description of each person even without seeing them i saw them they were standing right here in my living room Mm -hmm. totally that makes sense i do want to go off what you were saying about like how you kind of get to that point in the movie where you're just like can you just kill johnny already like yeah obviously not saying that we want all little white boys dead (laughs) that's not (laughs) the takeaway but when you're like watching the movie it's just like there's a lot going on for Johnny, and I can sympathize to a point, but, like, it got to a point where it just seemed more, like, whiny, and mm-hmm. just, like, if you just get to the point where you talk to your mom and explain what's going on, because really the mom kind of messed up and was just like, oh, my baby's gonna be fine, but there's, like, three things that were traumatic and changed in his life, like, yeah. he moved, his dad left for some weird un- unknown reason, and, like, now he's not allowed to see his friend, Uncle Remus, mm-hmm. but, like, doesn't know that that boundary was put up with the mom. So it's just, like, the mom is the true villain in this story for me. She I really agree with that. you. Yes, absolutely. And I just, Even the way yeah. she looks yeah. at Uncle Remus, I was like, girl, back up. Well, and she was just so mean to him, especially near the end. Like, oh, what did she say when he, I think it was the neighbor girl when she got all muddy and then he told Mm -hmm. like the the story and then the mom was just like oh like you told him another story well you couldn't help it kind of thing and i was like girl his stories are the only thing that saved your child from probably doing some like literally running away basically and yeah it just frustrated me that like sort of talking down that she gave him like uncle remus is really not that bad he actually kind of saved your son But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think from I think from a story perspective, you're meant to not like the mom. Mm-hmm. Are, oh, like, you are you're okay. meant. I I feel like because you're right because she is very much the villain in this movie, right? Because there is no there is no clear antagonist in this film except for really the, the mom kids who too. the neighbor. Uh, well, yeah, like the 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 other the, the neighbor brother, the fucking little rat, the two the two honk bitches. 
yeah. those two little shits. It's uh, um, it's weird because like the the mother is the, the antagonist in that like she is objectively, but I don't think the movie does villainize her. And like when she's talking down to Uncle Remus, it's not like she gets punished for that at all. It's not like well, anyone why calls would it she? Into yeah. question. Well, no. exactly. But it's like we see her behavior as villainous, but I'm not sure if the movie does. No, for sure. Mm. Especially it being a 1940s like movie. Well, yeah. and the yeah. relationship between Uncle Remus and the grandma, I thought mm-hmm. was interesting cuz like it I don't know if it's just me, but I noticed like I thought there was a little bit of sexual tension or something. Like they just seemed <laughs> very honestly though, they seemed very um familiar right thank you <laughs> to put it yeah, in, 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 in a modest sense yeah. but they definitely yeah. they were like i think it was the mom was kind of mad at him and that was like the first when she told him to back off but yeah. then the mom leaves and then the grandma and remus she's like but you're not mad at me are you miss whatever and she's like well no and gives him a smirk i'm like girl what's going on here let's unpack yeah. that <laughs> a little bit I, I think it's interesting to think too like the the movie's written in a way where it, Uncle Remus and the other African American characters have to defer to the white people, but it's not mm. set during slavery. It's set after slavery. Right. Yeah, that was the thing that I that I discovered, and I was like, oh oh shit, because I thought it was because um, what I thought that they did with this movie was I thought they were going the same route that they did with Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. in that Gone with the Wind is set while slavery is still a thing, but it 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 makes it so that all of the black people are all happy and everything, right? Because that was the main uh, that was the main thing that people had issues with, or that I believe the NAACP had issues with, with Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. was how happy all of the all of the the black characters seemed. Yeah, right. And so I thought that that was the same thing with Song of the South, but apparently, yeah, it takes place after the Civil War already occurred. Oh, but I don't and think after that's clear. All that it isn't clear, and it's not at all. So I think because like in purpose. the beginning, yeah, I think may, it's on maybe purpose, it is, too. yeah. Yeah. Because, well, well, for me, it's like they didn't do anything interesting with acting. Like like I say, like I couldn't tell from the context of the way the characters were speaking to each other that the, the black characters weren't supposed to be slaves. So I think it was a kind of sneaky thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and did the is the reason why the dad left? Because the dad's kind of a character that's kind of useless, in my opinion. Because, like, <laughs> 100%. He was there for the first, like, two minutes, and then he's like, okay, hey, well, bye. Um, yeah. But is the subtext that, like, he's going off to like war or something or is it that was what i thought like he is um he's the editor he's the editor of the atlanta newspaper and he's been writing controversial things so he's in trouble and that's why he's away from his family because he's in political trouble but what does that mean though like why would why you would think that he would stay away from atlanta then if it's... Well, because he has to keep doing his job because that's oh, their income. Oh, that makes okay. I'm he, pro- he got he got like I don't know five to ten minutes green time, and he probably got paid yeah. more than those black people. Mm. I think you're right. Probably, I mean, like just with how Hollywood yeah. works in in the forties, yeah, yeah, probably. I also <laughs> thought one of the bu- the the white kids, the bullies, looked like uh, the kid in t- uh, Toy Story. Oh yeah, and oh, like Andy, yeah. the guy, the, the mean Andy, guy in the backyard. The, uh, I think it was his neighbor or something. He's like the bully in the backyard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They look exactly Sid. alike. I have to go look it up. Sid, yes, it's definitely Sid. Sid, there it is. I just thought they looked like the little rascals. They kind of did. <laughs> I, well, I, I just, th- I just thought they were little shits. That I was like, man, <laughs> like, 
if like I I had to drop kick those kids so fast. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact like, that they wanted to steal the dog back to drown it, I was like, I'm sorry. This is Disney. What? Are, it was what a different just time. Happened? You just threw yeah. animals in pillowcases and that was yeah. wild. Yikes! Yeah, that was wild. And the that fact that like Johnny wasn't like, "Yo, mom, if you make me give this dog back, they're going to kill it," but yeah, she just exactly. wasn't yeah. having it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's that's just a fault of, or not a fault, but that's just that I think that was. Uh, the that lack of communication was done on purpose right. so as to further a plot. Yeah. Totally, it would I have think. to. Yeah. Be, but you're right. It's it, it's it's a trope that I find a just so annoying just across the board. Whenever it's just like this problem would be solved so fast if you just sat down and spoke to this person. Literally, just a few words. Yeah. You don't even need to say a yeah. lot. Dog drown neighbors. Yeah, Dog. exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, man. Fuck. I agree. Did anyone yeah. else peep, like, when the first story of uh, Friar, Briar Rabbit, when you were in Uncle Friar. Remus's house, um, yeah. it just did it. Is that the one where it was, like, really dark? Yes. It was, it was really like, dark, nighttime yeah, because it was something? at night. Yeah. Okay. Did anyone else see how, like, weirdly lit up Uncle Remus's face was, like, with the, yes. the fire? Like, I don't know why but like it took me to like almost like a menacing place just because of the way Mm, that it was lit and it was like the warm light and like we only saw like this much of it it just seemed very suspicious and like dark (laughs) no pun intended but like dark because like it seemed eerie almost and i don't know if it was just Uh because it was night and they're making lighting Um, work but i have a couple of facts that might inform that um i don't know if you're familiar with the process of technicolor but the very uh vaguest barest way of explaining it is basically it's filmed in black and white and then colored afterwards Uh, so frankly it's that they didn't have techniques to properly color black people because they hadn't developed Mm -hmm. them because they didn't care well, so, that would yes, explain you're why. Right, but, like, <laughs> I mean, okay. but then that moment went it went straight into my favorite part of the film was the quick snap to zippity doo. Yeah, I looked away for one second and I was just yeah. It's like I you gotta prepare a bitch before you just like it was it was magical. I loved that moment. But, um, I, I I I fucking loved it too. Yeah. When it happened. I was like, oh shit! And then it, like she started, and then he started singing it, and I I'm not gonna lie, I got a little like choky, and I was like, totally, oh, it was beautiful because I love that song. Yeah. And that's also like I read that that is the like this part of the film was like revolutionary to filmmakers because they're like, whoa, you can do live action and animation at the same time. Yeah. So like yeah. back then that was like. That was magical. Oh, I did not expect and, and, like, that. Even now, still, I was like, that's still pretty magical. Like, yeah. I loved, I, even though, like, the the undertones of the movie, you can kind of fill in the blanks of what was actually going on during that period. But, like, just seeing this lovely, happy black man singing to some birds, mm-hmm. it, like, it gave me this sense of calm. Because I just, I love Uncle Remus. Like, mm-hmm. the moment I saw him, I was like, I love this man. He has a very, like, calming energy. Like, in in any normal circumstances, I'd be a little weary of, like, an older man sort of, like, wanting to hang out with my kids. But, (laughs) like, he just is very chill. And I think it's good that he has that chill air to him. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
because I fully I fully felt that as well like just the the character and it's funny because uh so the story of his casting is actually very very interesting too um because when he was originally brought in he didn't realize that he was coming well when he was brought in he expected to only be reading for like a small animal role Mm -hmm. and then walt was like i love this guy i want this guy in my movie like he basically at he he was a staunch advocate for uh for uh thank you yes uh for uh james basket to be in the movie walt like, he was, was yeah walt was Whoa. like I, I i want this guy i want this guy in the movie yeah hmm. yeah walt the the whole like the 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 story of walt with this movie and wanting <laughs> to make this movie uh and this is why i have a real problem with whenever people immediately uh throw Walt Disney under the bus and call him a racist is that like he it wasn't it's not that he it's not that he was a racist person or a sexist person I think it was just that he was just a high class white guy working in a production company in the early 20th century like he was sexist and racist but he wasn't excited about it he just happened to be and it was like he was he was at the level that like all society was at that time but even then he was still very in favor of so many people like like he was still uh a staunch advocate for people for people of color working in his studio and you know women especially and everything right and so like yeah he was he 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 the story goes is that he'd heard the stories of uncle remus uh from a young age because he he lived in in the south and he heard these stories and he was like, I love this story. I love these books or I love this book. I want to turn it into a movie. And yeah. And so that's basically why he wanted to do it because he just loved the story. It's a lot of, it's the same reason why he wanted to do Peter Pan, why he wanted to do Snow White, why he wanted to do Alice. Those are all stories that he loved as a kid and he just wanted to bring to film. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, that but definitely I mean, humanizes him. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, we need to it's hard to look at things from a 2021 perspective because obviously oh, we know a thousand more things mm-hmm. and like we have more words to explain what type of micro and in some cases like macro aggressions were happening um so i don't Absolutely. think it's fully fair to take our full 2021 lens and be like like all this is bad and well like yeah because it was literally a different time and like i'm not saying Mm -hmm. that that makes it okay but like this g rating like when it started and it was like oh g rated and i was like ooh, like on paper yeah it's g rated because like really nothing bad happens but like when you think of things like happy black people on a plantation like you don't think that's kind of problematic or whatever but i guess that doesn't change the rating but it's just context right yeah yeah exactly and it's also it's a thing to note too is that this movie like though it's set after the abolishment of slavery they're still under jim crow law um Mm -hmm. at that time so there's still all those horrible rules um that they had to uh abide by yeah abide by at that time so like yeah it like you were saying it is really hard to come after walt with the 2020 lens and be like why didn't you it's like it was literally the law and it's yeah yeah Yeah. and it's sad but 
Yeah, Very absolutely. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying we should forgive and forget what I'm mm-hmm. I I just I just feel we have to remember, you know, things were different 100 years ago and things were how the media portrayed people of color across the board, not even just in Disney, but in in Warner Brothers, in the Fleischer cartoons. Those were all really, really big names as well. There there was a lot of problematic shit going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that's just because that was what it was like in the in the early 20th century. Well, it's just like, a, white characters or white-coded characters are default and everything else is other and can yeah. just be written as whatever it needs to be for the story, right? Like, no matter, like, you know, Bugs Bunny is characterized, for example, like, he's coded as a white person, which right. is ridiculous because mm-hmm. he's a bunny. Um, so it's it just, it's really a shame because you talk about Peter Pan and how excited Walt Disney was to do his own interpretation of Peter Pan, but, like, the forgive me indian can you hear my uh air quotes indian characters <laughs> in, in that movie have nothing to do with real indigenous people it's just right. to serve their fantasy and their their story and it's 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 very weird to look at i don't very caricature like almost every yeah. poc yeah. role in any disney film feels very caricature where yes. like yes. white people are portrayed with like with layers you know, yes. with realism and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why when tempe's like super happy and smiley my mind is like behind the scenes i'm sure they were treated very very poorly mm-hmm. so i know for a fact that smile is coming from deep down and she's like putting yes. on mm-hmm. the biggest show of her life right now because in her mind she's like i hate my life right now probably yep. yeah. and yeah. it's kind of menacing to see on camera because like we only see one side of it yeah um, well they have no yeah. choice as to how to pre- like present themselves either, yeah, right exactly. like it's exactly. not they're allowed to, to give a nuanced performance even right. if they want to mm. yeah and you know uh, she's like so, making that pie she's like all excited mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Like, i'm so excited to make this pie that i won't get to touch like yeah mm-hmm. probably but yeah yeah. It's also worth yeah. saying, I think, that, you know, as a as a little white girl living in Vancouver, um, for a long time in my life, I didn't know any black people. And so I had, mm-hmm. you know, Gone with the Wind and different movies like that that showed stereotypical black people. And I had no way of knowing, even though I, I knew that racism was wrong and I mm-hmm. knew that black people were people i had no way of knowing that they didn't all talk that way Mm -hmm. and you know in the 80s no one was going to go to the trouble of telling me that either which isn't it's just it's very weird to look back on it now and be like this is obviously someone putting on an incredibly false face and it's just weird it feels weird i don't know yeah well actually i wanted to actually bring that up uh the so we're talking about like uh stereotypes and caricatures and things and so one of the biggest things that people uh specifically the naacp kind of had issues with uh, with this movie was that quote-unquote accent that uh a lot of these black characters use and there's actually a name for it uh i believe it is called uh the uh an the I accent uh and it was it, it was according to uh joel chandler harris who is the gentleman who actually wrote down the stories of uncle remus to no one's surprise he, he was a, he was a random white man um but uh he lived in the south and he was in favor of um of the new south so he was in uh he was in favor of uh the end of 
uh, segregation and the end of uh, oh. all that. He was he was he was on the North's side, okay. quote unquote. I guess you could say in terms of when it came to the Civil War. Um, but uh, for him, like that accent that was used was he was trying to kind of bring forth a lot of how the people spoke in that time and mm-hmm. in that and in that and uh like in the south and he wanted to kind of document that and try and bring it in as uh as authentic as possible uh that being said i do think this is something that is a little exaggerated and it's interesting how now in kind of in culture and that sort of thing that that kind of southern especially that old 19th century southern accent is very is very cliche and is very much a stereotype yeah so i was i'm curious to know how y'all thought about it and how you perceived it i guess and what uh what you what your feeling was with that it felt a little yeah it felt a little put on like you must talk like this to portray it correctly kind of thing um it's not far from the truth. Like my uncle used to talk like that a little bit. Cause like he had mm-hmm. no teeth and he got that draw and he sort of spoke mm-hmm. like this, but like, it's not accurate to what, to what we sound like everywhere. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Like when they're at craft craft services, eating, talking to each other, it probably sounds more conversational like this. And you know, as soon as yeah. that recording button or whatever they pressed is on, it was like, <laughs> okay, now here we go, Uncle Rima. And like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's just a lot. And like to me, though, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, it's not offensive because people talk like that. Like, it is a reality it's unfortunate that it's only associated with slavery and the neg- it has that negative connotation to it, but people do mm-hmm. talk like that. And I think my only issue with it is if they were forced to put it on would be my only thing that I would not like about that. But yeah. And, I mean, and I think in that's, and I think in that sense, it was technically forced upon them yeah. because it was, in it was the script because it's oh, how, they're working. Uh, well, it's written in the dialect as well. It's written yeah. phonetically at that time. Oh, yeah. yeah but it, like, uh, forgive me. They wouldn't write like we're in the script. They would write we's. Like they wouldn't allow them to make another uh, choice. But like that's yeah. not much different than like maybe the movie Chicago is not a good example. But like you know how they kind of talked like a little bit more. Like they had that 1920s sort of. Um, way of speaking, like it's not accent fueled, but like sure. there there were some sort of things that were specific to the time where they would say certain things. So mm-hmm. like I don't know, I have mixed feelings. Well, <laughs> I think like you know if if I see a role for myself and it just says Irish accent, I know that I can make my own choice to have any kind of Irish accent I want mm-hmm. to. Uh, whereas in this particular instance. Um, instead of just saying Southern accent, they will write out every single word exactly how they want it to be oh, said. Oh, yeah. Um, you, yeah. You know, so you can't interpret it yourself. I'm, I'm not saying at all that you're incorrect. Just like no, the, it no. is a slightly different way of scripting. And honestly, sometimes they do that to white people too, but it's a different thing when you have millions of different examples of types of white people to For look sure. at on yeah. screen, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
let's see. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, just um, in general, what is your overall view of this movie? I mean, like, as as black people living in 2021, do you think that this movie is worth seeing? Do you think that this movie is worth kind of being brought back into the quote unquote, into the zeitgeist as, because like the, the song never, the song, the movie never really went away. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Even though Disney has tried to like effectively distance themselves from this film, you know, uh, it's always stayed within, you know, like pe people have known about Song of the South for ages. I mean, honestly, Quincy, when you told me that you had never heard of this movie, I was genuinely shocked. I've never seen it I was before like, either. No, well, no, well, I mean, no, not a lot of people have seen it. But mm. people yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, but like we we know of it, oh. right? We know of Song of the South, but I mean, like, like Quincy has like never actually heard of oh. the movie before. Wow. Good. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you did miss out on that. So I'm well. I'm curious to know, like Quincy, <laughs> you, you as someone who's never heard of this movie before, having literally just watched it like two hours ago, what are your thoughts? Well, my cherry was popped. That's for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be interesting. I think that it would be great for it to bring it, for them to bring it back, but more in an educational aspect rather than okay this is what it is and this is what it wasn't or whatever i think that you know if we pick apart the movie in small doses i think that you know everybody can learn you know yeah. Yeah. everyone has some room for improvement so i think that just instead of maybe seeing it in a negative lens try and twist it into something better I and mean, that's just what i do i'm very like i'm I live in a world where I'm like, there's a cloudy day, but a, no, 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 nobody's not going to, there's no rain. It's literally sunny right now. I don't care what you're going to tell me, it's going to be sunny. And that was, was kind of what the song was about, right? Like when he was singing the zipping, mm -hmm. da, 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 da. it was always about him being, you know, see this, the brighter side of life. So that's just kind of, if they were able to, to teach people to see it in a different light or a different lens, maybe they would just learn and benefit from that. Quincy, mm -hmm. are you ready for a Songs of the South reboot, though? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the true answer that I'm looking for. I'm like, I would honestly, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready, but I'd be open to seeing it. Not like, I, I, I would have, to, I would love to see them side by side. Like, let me watch the OG one first. And then after, I don't know. Like a couple hours later, let's rock the second one. I would be interested to see how it would be because you know they would twist Same, it. Same, actually. They would twist that damn thing to that. You know, they would. It wouldn't even be the same movie. No, for sure. No. <laughs> Good. Hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, I know, Keenan. You're in. You actually are in education. I believe you're a teaching assistant. No, I'm a teacher, actually. Yeah, teacher. Mm -hmm. <gasps> even better. Yeah. Okay, so. From uh, from the point of view of a teacher, oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, like how, how how would you kind of bring this film forward? Like, would you show this in a class? Would you show it and then be like, we're going to discuss uh, some like how black people were portrayed in the early 20th century? Like, how, how would you go about that? I think it's tough just because I teach younger kids. So um, the age of the kids ah. that I teach is like eight to nine ish. So mm -hmm. I think that the nuances and the conversation, the rich conversations 
Mm-hmm. I, like maybe with some kids we'd be able to get there, but I don't think that it would be very a very productive conversation. Um, <laughs> That's if I'm fair. being That's perfectly fair. honest, but like to me yeah. and like I. I let, I'm sort of like Ali where like I heard all this stuff about it and like that sort of made me come in being like, all right, all hell, like what's this going to be? And then I finished it and I was like, you know, like considering it was like set in the South at whatever time, I'm like, yeah, seems about right. Like I wasn't necessarily offended by it, but like obviously I don't think I would take time to like ritually watch it like i watch like toy story all the time or whatever yeah you know what i mean yeah but like the one thing that i did really appreciate and it's probably just because it's in technicolor or whatever but i did appreciate the the vibrance of the colors like when they were in the very opening scene when they were coming to the plantation which is a weird sentence um but when they were coming to the plantation (laughs) and the mom had like the purple scarf on Mm -hmm. and i think johnny had like red on or whatever and each character mm. had like a certain blocked color i thought that aesthetically looked stunning mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but other than that that's pretty much where it ends for me but definitely like quincy Fair. said like you could learn from it i don't think a reboot like i'd be curious to know mm-hmm. what a reboot could look like but i feel like pe- no one would touch it because mm. th- there's one or two ways reasons Either no one would touch it because, like, there's no way that it couldn't be racist. However, we have, like, movies that have racist undertones and situations anyway. So it's, like, it's not sort of out of the question. Or Mm -hmm. I think people would just be, like, we don't need to reboot this. Like, there are some things that just don't need to be rebooted, and that's fine. Um, But I would say that people would need to take a lot of care and attention should a reboot be in the future but i think probably one and done is probably good but i'd be curious to know how they handle it if they decide to do a reboot Mm -hmm. and ali as as an actor uh how did you like what did you think of of this film um so yeah, as I said, I, I entered into it really defensive. There was actually a lot of moments in it that I found quite lovely um, that I was happy that I got to see. And the main thing that I sort of took away from it, like the two kids, um, Johnny and Jenny. Um, yes. Yes. Jenny, I believe, yeah. Um, the thing that I found really interesting that has always kind of stuck with me in my brain is that like racism to me isn't born it's taught and so they 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 both um accept like they accepted remus immediately and never had i mean obviously it's written that way but like it wasn't even a question that uncle remus was black they were they were that's our uncle remus Mm -hmm. he's this man who tells us stories and we love him um Mm -hmm. which i found pretty lovely about that um and the film on a whole the thing that makes it like offensive to me isn't really what they show it's what they don't Mm -hmm. like they they just they Mm -hmm. do a good job of hiding a lot a lot of the skeletons in the closet and like the way like it just seemed like a big phony Mm -hmm. storyline um because like immediately when they got to the plantation too i noticed all of the black people were like Mm -hmm. joyful they're singing they're doing all this stuff i'm like this is the reconstruction era no like this is Mm -hmm. not what it looked like so it was offensive in the way that it was like, okay, what is this weird 
fantastical world that you've made up where like everyone's mm-hmm. happy to be on a plantation. So like, like literally from, made up. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. No like truth it's literally fake. <laughs> yeah, not even a little bit not a lick of truth. But that being said, I did find myself smiling in a few moments because like that puppy, man. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was that a puppy, cute puppy. puppy. Aside that from puppy. James Baskett himself, that puppy was one of the best actors in that film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will go to my grave saying that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I really, I like seeing old films from the standpoint of seeing what was new and magical for that time. Because I was like, I can totally feel the magic pouring out of this movie. It's just too bad that it's yeah. so not correct whatsoever and i think a reboot i don't know if a reboot would be necessary just from the standpoint that it's like if they rebooted it they might do a uh, they would probably make it more based in reality which is like do we need to see another movie no about <laughs> slavery don't. i don't think so no. i find it quite triggering and traumatic can you imagine like, oh my god like a, a realistic version no way mm-hmm. no no well, fucking way. I have another question. You know, like around this time last year, how George Floyd, the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor were something everyone was talking about, and how places like um, uh, Netflix was and like Crave and like all these streaming platforms are like, oh, we're gonna give you like black stories and blah blah blah. And the first thing yeah. you see is like Twelve Years a Slave and like just ridiculousness and it's like Bring first us of black all joy yeah right like we want black yeah. joy we don't want to see lapita duongo like literally going through it like that's not positive but could you imagine emotionally seeing people that look like you getting whatever happened to them and then white corporations being like oh we're helping by showing like black trauma essentially how would you feel if Songs of the South was like, oh, we have to do this um, and like share that? How would we feel if that was part of their black experience or whatever? Does that sort of make sense? Totally. Like, I, I just feel like it's unnecessary. And like, unless you're showing yeah. me blatant black joy, like, I mean, there are happy moments, like you said, but like, let's have substantial, positive black interactions and black yeah. movies where we're not just a side character or like the butt of a joke or whatever. Yeah. And the, well, the movie's that... about white joy. Literally. It's not about black Most joy at all. It's about are. black people <laughs> bringing white joy, right? Exactly. Like, messed up. like Remus's voice literally brings the happy white boy back to life. And then he's just like, well, all right. And then leaves. And then <laughs> literally. <it's> about, like... <laughs> and then the kid, the, the family's like, Oh great. Good. You've done, done your duty now we're reunited and we're happy and like yeah that kind of pissed me off i'm like excuse me can we talk about the true hero academy award-winning james basket like mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah i don't know literally academy award-winning yeah. oh we yeah. got an academy award That's yeah cool. first black man to win an academy award but not the first uh, black person not least. the first black person no well, the first black man and uh, Disney actually hardcore campaigned for him to be given the Academy Award. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah, yeah. they were apparently, trying to sweep uh, him under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he uh, he had said that he worked quote almost wholly without direction. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are we surprised? Yeah, That's a whole like... nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, right. I think I think what that I think what that means is just that like he didn't really need to be directed all that much. He was just he was able to embody the character of Uncle Remus so well mm-hmm. that he just he they just let him go and act. I think I think that's that's at least that's how I took the quote because you know um, you can kind of tell because you can you can tell when someone's just true and honestly giving like the performance that they want versus like a white man being like this is how it's gonna be uh-huh. this is how yeah. I want you to play a black person. Yeah. Mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. definitely Uncle Remus for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. no doubts about it. Yeah, and uh, another actually big cast was uh, Hattie McDaniel was Aunt Tempe. Was that was she in Gone with the Wind? Yes, yes, she, she was, was. Uh, she the was. one who won the first Academy Award. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was Mammy. That was her. Oh, my God. That I was her. Forgive me, I have not seen Gone with the Wind, but I have you... heard things. Do <laughs> you <laughs> like dresses? I like dresses, it, yes. It has, it, <laughs> they, have, they have very pretty dresses in that movie. The only oh, thing no. I know is, I don't know nothing about birth and no babies. That's all I know. <laughs> Well, and oh that God. it's like three fair, hours long, and my ADHD <sighs> literally can't. So, like, <laughs> fucking Gone with the Wind is a whole other experience. <laughs> I was also, yeah. I was also thinking. It, uh, side note: at the end, when the kid is asking for Uncle Ramus, and the the father is standing there, I was like, "Ooh, he's, he's gonna whip that Uncle Ramus later." Mm-hmm. I was like, he probably yeah. was ready to shoot the guy right there. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, you know, yeah. he was pressed. Yeah, I, I actually got that sort of feeling as well. I was like, again, I know this isn't supposed to be taking place during slavery, but I got this impression like they were like, yes, little Johnny, very good. Uncle Remus saved you. And then afterwards, they're going to be like, mm-hmm. we're going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, little piece. So a uh, little quick piece of, uh, I guess, uh, when it was released, uh, just a little piece of info here a little piece of trivia because i'm just i'm just trying to sprinkle in some of this around um it was uh film premiered in uh uh, november 12 1946 at the fox theater in atlanta uh and so walt made some introductory remarks introduced the cast and then left uh for his hotel across the street uh and of course, because it was in Atlanta in the forties, segregation, and so James Baskett and I believe a bunch of the other black actors couldn't even attend. Which is wild premiere. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Couldn't make an exception for one night. Literally. And it's like I'm on the screen. <laughs> like, are you kidding? What a hundred percent. And like, he literally, like James, literally carried this movie on his carried on it. his beautiful shoulders and this and dying boy face yeah and this dying boy literally like yeah that's ridiculous yeah but like, no one know why but it's just i i knew what you were gonna way. say and like i was not surprised at all by the time you finished your sentence but it was just like oh the fact that that was yeah. their reality yeah. is garbage to me yeah uh, I'm just going to quickly go run pee, and then I'm going to come back, and then I want to I want to get your y'all's um, uh, opinions on the animated sequences, and then so I'll be right back. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, while you do that, I have a question. Yeah. I mean, we're almost finished anyway, because um, Ali has to drive and I have to do paperwork. 
But um, my question is, um, are you all familiar with the Splash Mountain ride at Disney theme parks? Yes. Only been on it once because the lineup was too ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. (laughs) And I was a little afraid about the hill, not going to lie. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, you know, there's only so many water rides at Disneyland and it's hot. Um, So that ride was made in the 1980s, which really blows my mind um, because it is explicitly Song of the South themed. And um, this year they announced that they're going to be re-theming the ride. Um, They haven't announced when they're going to close it um, to re-theme it, but they're going to re-theme it as the Princess and the Frog. I want to know what you think of that. Um, Do you enjoy the Princess and the Frog? I really enjoy the Princess and the Frog. I love it. But um, what do you think of that whole thing? I'm stoked. Yeah, I think yeah. it's time because when I when I was on the ride, um, I think I was nine years old and I just remember not feeling connected to the ride whatsoever, especially because, again, they took out like a, they kept it very much to the animated sequences yeah, and there was yeah. no mention of my favorite character. Not that I knew about the movie at the time, but mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I was just like, who are the, who are these animals? I don't know yeah, why yeah. I care, or I don't know. Like, I'm just here to check out this big ass splashdown moment that yeah, everyone's yeah. been talking about. Um, that was just as scary as I had imagined because drops freak me out. But I think I think that update is well it's it's well past its time, and it needs mm-hmm. it needs to happen. Um, and I'm biased because I love Tiana so much oh. <laughs> i agree oh we're talking about splash the splash mountain, mountain reskin yeah i Ugh, i don't understand started talking about it without me well, you left and i didn't you had to leave us you left <laughs> you left that's what you No, get. that's fair that that's fair that's fair yeah, that's fair i've always thought splash mountain was a very weird thing it has repurposed animatronics it has white people doing caricatures of deep south accents and <laughs> it has an unclear story i am very excited for it to be different that's where I'm at. Yep. Fully on board with Princess and the Frog. Me well, It's about time. The only problem I had with, like, I love Tiana, as I mentioned before, but, like, the only issue I have with the movie is that, like, our very first black princess, and she's only a human for... For, like, a third of the movie. Like, 20 yeah. minutes in the movie, like, if you compile it all together... And yeah. that's yeah. what, well, I mean, I'm guessing. I don't know exactly how much, but it's, <laughs> okay. it, it ain't a lot. It's not a lot. No, you're sure. right. Um, you're 100%, yeah. And that's what frustrates me. So I'm excited to see what they do with the ride and, like, how they. Well. Oh, you know things? I know things. Um, I'm Anwar is the big animation nerd, and I'm the big theme park nerd, and then we meet in the middle. I the one it. thing I do know about it is the ride is going to be a sequel to the movie. Oh. Shut up. Yeah. I can't. I can't have this podcast. I can't shut up. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so basically I don't I'm really hoping they still use songs from the film because I think they're amazing myself. But um the idea mm-hmm. is that Tiana's trying to get to Mardi Gras and it's after the events of the film, so I don't think she's gonna be a frog. We might see some frogs, but I don't think she's Thank gonna be god. a frog. Well then oh, I support it. I thought what you're yeah, it's interesting, like, what you brought up about her being a frog for, like, 80% of the film. The same thing happened in Soul that mm-hmm. recently came yeah. out. Yeah, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but, um, yeah, every, that does every, happen yeah. a lot to POC Disney characters. Literally. And Mushu? I think the big problem... The Mushu? Mushu, uh, Mushu yes. I think the big problem... I think the big problem that 
Disney faces. And it's it's actually been pointed out, funnily enough, actually by John Boyega. He kind of called Disney out. John Who's Boyega, John if you don't know. Kind is uh, is the actor who plays Finn in the new Star Wars? Oh, movies. right. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so he actually straight up called Disney out. He's like, "You guys don't know how to how to market for black people, and you don't. You know just how to don't write anything. And you don't POC. He was speaking up exactly. Tran as well. Yeah, he just and so and I and even as a Disney fan, I feel that it is also my responsibility to call the to call it out because because i love it so much i have no problem with calling it out at its faults because i want it to be better right you want right? to enjoy it. that's that exactly and that's that's how i see it and so like 100 percent, i am more than happy to call out disney for its faults when it comes to people of color and i mean like like even speaking as a latin american person we don't we don't really have much we have coco and coco but coco was with pixar Right. Yeah, it's Disney Pixar, but it's considered a but it's a Pixar movie, right? It's not a Disney movie. Yeah. Uh and like we have one princess. We have um Elena of Avalon, which is uh like it's it's one of those uh for kids cartoons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's and then we have the lineup, right? Like now she's an official Disney princess. Is she? I don't even think she's an official Disney princess. No. And and then like and then we have um uh, uh Panchito Pistoles. Who's the the rooster from the Three Caballeros? Oh, jeez, yeah. Well, yeah, and so what like an array of characters you have to relate to. I know, right? Uh, and so, so yeah, so like, you know, like I I'm more than I'm more than willing to be like Disney, get your fucking shit together, come on. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to just uh, people of color in in these films, now all that being said, let's <laughs> come right back because of course. <laughs> If Disney's we're, listening, we're I also talk- want a chubby princess. But go ahead. Yes. Yes. Uh, this, is- this isn't. A, this isn't. <laughs> this isn't about me. Uh, it is about you. So, uh, and so talking about uh, the animated uh, sequences. Oh, yeah. What did What did y'all What did y'all feel? I was just hoping the whole time. I was like, I really hope these aren't white people making caricature voices. Because I was like, I'm not going to look it up until the end because, um, and then I ended up you know, forgetting to do it. But I was like, this will be so much more horrible if these are white people yeah. talking like this right now. Um, you mean like and, the crows in Dumbo? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Just like that. It's like I yep. just got a tension headache when you said crows in Dumbo. <laughs> I, felt, I, I felt faint for a moment there. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. But yeah, so so Tom then baby. so then yeah. <laughs> so it is black actors, so, right, doing the voices, right? Yes, yes they are. Yeah. yeah, they are all black actors. Uh, actually, James Basket actually does the voice of one of them. These Brer Fox. Uh, hmm? I think he's Brer. I, th- I think he's the Fox. I think he's. Yeah. Hold on, I'm. Brer Rabbit to... changes voice actors halfway through. I'm not sure. Oh, it why. does. The last, oh, the last, yeah. the last sequence, the last sequence. Yeah, the last sequence. He's. Uh, it's done by uh, James Basket. The rabbit, or uh, and, yeah. So, oh. so in in uh, so Johnny Lee is the voice for Brer Rabbit in all the sequences except for the last one in which James Basket takes uh, takes his place. Do you know why? Uh, and I don't. It's I don't know why. It out either. Yeah, uh, but yes, but James Basket is Brer Fox. Oh, yeah. And Fox. then yes, and then a gentleman by the name of Nick Stewart is uh, Brer Bear. 
And uh, a gentleman by the name of Roy Glenn uh, is Br'er Frog. And, oh, the- uh, and then Clarence, and then Clarence Nash is a bluebird. Uh, but I don't think that particularly matters. Well, I shouldn't say that, but, um, Clarence Nash, uh, I believe you all know as, um, the original voice actor for Donald Duck. Oh. Yeah. So, so he was just kind of like a passing bird. He wasn't really like meant to be a focus character, uh, uh, but he just happened to provide the voice for one of the birds. He's also uncredited apparently. So I, I only know because it's in the Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so the the main like the those main characters, Rabbit, Fox, and and Bear, all black actors. Well, that's ideal. Yeah. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, do... it's it, yeah, big big like uh, mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit, a little bit, but there's yeah, yeah. more to talk about. <laughs> but... yeah. Yes, please continue. Like, um, racism isn't fixed, but yeah, but like <laughs> yeah. we're making the steps. We're making the steps. I did also, like, I didn't mind the um, cartoon moments. I think what really stood out to me was as soon as there was the second story, I knew instantly that, like, the fox and the bear, they were basically, in my mind anyway, they reminded me of the bully kids. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, just aesthetically and, like, just the fact that they're antagonizing. And, um... It wasn't until he, like, told that second story and then he, like, did that, like, oh, whatever you do, don't tell your mom kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, it was, like, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but then I was thinking about, like, was the first story, did it sort of play out in the story at all, if that makes sense? Like, or was it just a story, like a standalone story? I think it was just a story. Okay. I think I think uh, all of these tales that Uncle Remus is giving to Johnny, I think they're all just kind of meant to try because they're they're fables, they're folks, they're folk stories. Right. So they're meant to give some sort of lesson. And he tells him that he does. uh, He tells Johnny, he's like, yeah, you're in this particular predicament, but this is how Br'er Rabbit got out of it. Kind of. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So So I think that's that's. Yeah, I think that was like a running theme throughout the film. But I th- but you're right. I think just in that particular instance, there was an even uh, stronger allusion to the real life, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because Johnny actively does the same thing that Br'er Rabbit like does. blatantly, yeah. Hmm. Blatantly, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're well, at a hun- an hour ten now, and uh, we have to get going. Um because it's it's time for cars on video games. <laughs> zoom zoom. Yes. <laughs> What's yes. everybody's final thoughts? Yes, please. Final thoughts. Yeah, rate it. Sure. For um, whatever you like on your own system that you make up right now. Do it. If you want. I'm not your dad. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it three and a half dreadlocks out of five. Okay. Um, It's it. I do appreciate aesthetically how it looks, for it being like a product of the time. Like we've said, I'm not surprised. I'm not like blatantly offended by it on its own, just because I think like, yep, that's probably what was going on. I don't think that the black people were as stepfriendly and like happy to be there necessarily, but like for what the movie was, yep, sure. 
Three and a half. <laughs> uh, Allie? You got it, girl. Yeah, it's taking it at face value. I'll give it a... Let's give it some box braids. Ooh. Just to switch it up. <laughs> Out of ten box braids, I will give it... Okay. Cute. Maybe I'll do. I don't know, cause like I didn't hate it. I thought I was gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. I did not hate it. I found it kind of enjoyable, regardless of all of the fake shit going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I'll start with that. All right. I'm trying to think of something funny to say, but okay, well, six. <laughs> I'll give it a six. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I the for me the animation was interesting. I I don't know. I like these kind of animation things, and it kind of takes me out of kind of reality. Like, kind of, I guess that's the point. And I don't know. I really, really, I didn't know at all that there was any animation going on. I just, I literally started the movie. I'm like, I'm basically losing my virginity right here. I don't know anything about it. I don't know any background. I don't know anything. So when he started singing, and then the animations came, and I was like, oh my god, what the hell? I forgot to take my acid. Shit. All right. <laughs> Maybe next time. Next time. But yeah, it. Uh, I would love to. I think I'm gonna. I want to rewatch it without. Because I was so focused on the time and like, oh my god, I was trying to rush, you know, my life and this. So I don't feel like I got to see lots of layers. But there's. But yes, I knew right away. Like maybe fifteen percent, and I was like. These are some fake ass shit. What the hell's going on? I'm like, why the 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 part where they're all singing at the the campfire or whatever at the beginning? I'm like, mm-hmm. that ain't right. That ain't right. Yeah. I see what kind of witchcraft shit you're trying to pull on me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the tar baby made me pause. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh my. Yes. I, we forgot that to talk about the tar pause. baby. I in my notes, I literally wrote. Tar baby dot dot dot. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a oh, what? Oh. like I, shocking. Yeah. It's funny because I was when I heard it, I wasn't sure if I heard correctly, and I was like, I'm gonna assume I didn't hear it. But I but because I was like, I just need to get this done. Oh, you heard it right. But I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, is this it for real? Literal. <laughs> they did not yeah. come to play. That's a whole other combo, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I want to. Yeah, that I was thing. I want to say thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank this you. was fun. So many cute little faces as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and thank I've never you met all. You two, um, Keenan and Quincy. So it's really nice to meet you two. Yeah, we should follow each other on like the Instagrams and Everything. social media. Yeah. How would our listeners do that, everyone? Oh my goodness. I'm glad you are. <laughs> um, you can follow me on uh, pretty much everything, but Carmela Bar, K A R M E L L A B A R R, is my Facebook um, with two, two names, of course. And then on Instagram, it's the same spelling, but just smushed together and all lowercase. Cute. Yeah, for same thing with me, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I suppose. It's uh, Quincy, so Quincy between the C and the Y, there's two A's, so Quincy. But two A's. <laughs> <laughs> I was also 13 when I made that, so don't judge. I feel like <laughs> it's okay. I still have a ballet underscore freak underscore seven email floating out in space. Somewhere. Fireball fairy at hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, yes. It. We love to hear it. 
Um, That's wild. I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Allie Watson, um, or Instagram is where I'm on the most, and it's Lindsay Allie Watson, and that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-A-L-I, Watson spelt like elementary, my dear Watson. And um, and then if you want, I have a private account, and it's Putina underscore Turner 95 um, for all oh, of your blessed needs. Wink. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't want to speak for anyone, but like, if you have burlesque needs, you're in need of Putina Turner. <laughs> it's oh it, yeah, hundred uh, percent. So just qu- real quick, uh, I I realized that I haven't even I hadn't even looked at my notes the entire time we were discussing this, but we got we we hit the topics that we that uh, that I think that I had wanted to, uh, but just a real quick, because, uh, when the movie, just little bits of trivia here, when the movie was in production and when it, when it came out, the NAACP wasn't happy, uh, because like just from the get go, they were not big fans of the film. Um, Walter White of the NAACP acknowledged, uh, the remarkable artistic merit of the film. Uh, however, he also decried the quote unquote impression it gives of an idyllic, of an idyllic master slave relationship. So that's, you know, that's the commenting on the fact that, you know, all these black folks are super happy to be there on that plantation. And it's like the fact that they straight up call it a plantation in the movie yeah. is just real weird to me. And it's like, huh. They, they knew then. what they were doing. They knew yeah. what yeah. they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Very intentional. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because I, I was kind of on, the, I was kind of on the same boat that uh, you two were, Ali and Keenan, in that, like, I was going into it being like, I'm ready. Like I've already kind of done a little bit of research about this movie just because I was so fascinated by it. So I was kind of ready to see uh, what was going to happen and be like, okay, so I think I'm, I think I'm prepared for, you know, blatant racism. Uh, But then I, I watched it and I was like, you know what? I legitimately am really enjoying this movie. And I don't know if I should feel bad about that. (laughs) And so it was like, I was kind of feeling like I'm, and it was mainly because I was just liking, because I, I, I fell in love with Uncle Remus. Mm-hmm. I yeah. fell in love with that character. And I was like, I love, I like this, ma- I love this man. We must protect this man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And so like, I, I, I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And yeah. And then like, yeah, when, in the first moment when he, when it transitions to the zippity doo song, I was like, fuck. This is really, really nice. So, yeah. So, it's, just, it's just really, really nice. You can yeah. act anyway. to air like no one can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yes, was like, yes, yes. It looks like he's really looking at birds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I am so happy this happened. Uh, thank you to our very, very special guests. Much love to you all. Uh, yeah, I think that's all really I have to say. Just thank you, and I'm super happy this episode happened. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This is my first yes. podcast experience, so thank you. If, if this ever happens again, call me. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, def- we'll probably have another discussion at some point, like when we bring up Princess and the Frog, just because. <gasps> yes. Because. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um Oh, uh, so, uh, yes, so to our listeners, next week we are starting 
the Silver Age, which I am very excited about. So next week, Fairleth and I will be tackling uh, probably one of the more famous of the of the princess. Do films. I finally get to watch Cinderella? Yes, I've been waiting Cinderella. for months to watch Cinderella. It's Cinderella. <laughs> it's Cinderella, God. and it's going to be great. And I'm super excited. That's uh, because we're going to kick off the Silver Age and the Silver Age is going to be, oh, there's a lot in the Silver Age. There's like already, there's like eight core movies and then like six of them have like straight to straight to video sequels. Oh, yikes. And then and then Cinderella has a live action remake. Mm-hmm. A bunch of remakes. And like, yeah, but I think the, so the, the so and, the, and it ha- Cinderella has a stra- uh, has a. Uh, well, the, that one is based on the Rodgers and Hammerstein's oh. musical, so that's an so yeah, so that's not based on the, the the animated movie. But it was daring because, of course, the original version of the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical was developed for Julie Andrews. Oh, yes, hmm. yes. And then here comes Brandy being like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna be fucking Cinderella." Oh, and more like, yes. in and again, like Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber are just doing whatever they want genetically it was beautiful <laughs> they oh. possibly adopted and as a the kid, prince, i did not question okay. it once so i was like <laughs> no we love, I love it. it oh that's right yeah yeah fuck uh, love it. uh uh who was oh my god what's her name are you talking about bernadette peters <sighs> thank you Get bernie <laughs> yes bernie's in that movie bernadette peters we love her oh yes anyway so yes next week is cinderella i'm super excited thank you once for being again here Thank you, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for and having us. And we will, we will see. We're well, not, we'll not see. We'll talk to you all next week. I'm blabbering. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 bye.